This is Lori, and I am responding to texts, emails, and voice memos, basically asking... Hello, Jay. What up? It's so funny you posted today. I was, like, woke up thinking about you and wanted to reach out see how you were and see how Bree was and um, if she was actually still working during this time or, like, what, what is she doing? And I hope that you and her are safe and healthy. You look good, so I'm assuming that you are. It's just a matter of staying sane, I guess. But wanted to to see what your thoughts were on Tremaine. Do you think it's going to happen this summer? I think. What do you think? <laughs> Hit me. Uh, so I got questions like that. Other questions included, did you move? Did you buy a house? What's life like not being on the road? Whatever happened with that situation and the kid with the custody? And what's happening with that podcast? So here are the answers. Yes, we moved. I'm proud of myself because it was a really super fast move. One plus den, under four hours, 600 bucks. Talk about efficiency, meeting preparedness. We were ready. Yes, first time home buyer, new appliances. Never had that before. No more quarters and laundry cards. No more filling up ice trays. Bree? Bree's doing well. Her time is split between working from home and being out in the field. So she's holding it down and doing her part as a medical practitioner. She's still cooking a lot, so we're having a lot of nutrient-dense meals. She keeps using words like fiber and colon cleanse. I'm like, "Mm, I can't, so I'll stop with that. But she keeps saying we have to make the meals match the lifestyle, meaning since we're more sedentary, we have to take in less calories. Hmm. Life without Tremaine, a little bit numbing. It's weird not living out of a suitcase. Joe texted me last night. He's super eager to get back out on the road. The custody battle, that dates back to November 2019, and today is April 21st, 2020, Tuesday. But, yeah, that case goes back. It involves a six-year-old. It was an ugly ordeal to the point where I ugly cried on Emily Zachary's shoulder in the middle of the Phoenix airport. We were coming home from Kansas City, and, you know, that airport is so small, and I was sitting over to the side just crying my eyes out. I mean, I was having myself just a, a moment because I was holding it in all weekend. And then two kids from the dance convention spotted me, and they approached, and as they approached, they could see the tears and the duress and stress and... We made some small talk, and they queued back up. But at that Kansas City airport, you can see TSA. It's right there. And I saw their mom, and I thought, she's a woman of faith. I left my bags. I mean, they're right there. Ran over to them, reached across the stanchion, held my hands out, and the four of us were in a circle. And I put my head up against theirs, and I said, someone pray. And no one said anything. I said, pray, please. And no one said anything. I said, pray now. And the mom said, Jesus. I have no idea what she said after that, but it was enough to get me through TSA. And then we connected into Phoenix. 
At the Phoenix airport, I was so afraid to fly into LAX that I bought a new ticket on a different airline just to avoid going into our regular terminal because I thought the authorities would be there to arrest me on kidnapping and abduction charges. Wow. So that whole thing, it's all finished. It's behind me. Everything worked out. Why? Because you can always get a miracle. And I'm always holding out for a miracle. Oh, someone texted me and said, I sent you a voicemail message. Have you listened? The truth is, I'm just now listening to my own podcast. So yes, the podcast has launched. You can search Spotify, Apple Podcasts for Lori Talks. And by the way, what you're listening to right now is episode 13. So thank you in advance for listening. I'm podcasting out of a soundproof box. Thank you, Lynn Convis. Her dad made it for me. That box is inside one of those bell stand wheelie things. I have not set up an office yet. Before I go, I want to show some love to the foundation of the dance industry. Studio owners, they're my friends, and they're making the shift to digital. And despite this abrupt shift... And these vague rules and shaky systems, these creative individuals have rescheduled and Zoomed and managed payroll and tuition and bills and competition and cancellation fees and rescheduling their shows, all while tending to their families, some of whom have lost their jobs and they're all under the same roof. I love my dance studio owner friends. And some of them have headaches and migraines and motion sickness of staring at Brady Bunch grids on a Zoom screen wearing their blue light blocking glasses, but they still do it. And they're driving around delivering swag bags to their kids and sharing the joys of dance with their students and the families of those students. So they're doing a fine job staying encouraged and connected during this uncertain time. A final message to my creatives, my big dreamers. This is a tough time, but you know what? In tough times, people turn to artists, to art for joy and hope and love and support. So your creativity, it matters now more than ever. Yeah, I'm kind of going into a little bit of a commentary, but reminding everyone, if, if you have a big dream, don't be afraid of your ideas, your big ideas. Use your imagination because art starts in the head. You know, Toni Morrison, she wrote, in times of dread, artists must never choose to remain silent. And she wrote this essay. The essay is called No Place for Self-Pity, No Room for Fear. She writes, this is precisely the time when artists go to work. There is no time for despair, no place for self-pity, no need for silence, no room for fear. We speak, we write, we do language. That is how civilizations heal. I know the world is bruised and bleeding, and though it is important not to ignore its pain, it is also critical to refuse to succumb to its malevolence. Like failure, chaos contains information that can lead to knowledge, even wisdom, like art. So that's it for me. What about you? How you doing? I'm sending you love. Thank you for listening. Maintain active health. Don't do what I'm doing. Don't just sit in a box. So we'll talk soon. Peace. I love you.